Chapter Ten of Stories of the Lifeboat by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A wrestle with death. One bleak December night a few years ago, word was brought to Ramsgate that a large vessel had gone ashore on the Goodwin Sands. Immediately on receiving the message the harbour-master ordered the steam-tug aid to tow the lifeboat to the scene of the disaster the alarm-bell was rung the crew scrambled into their places a stout hawser was passed on board the tug and away they went into the pitchy darkness the storm was at its height and the billows frothed like yeast under the lash of the furious wind hardly had the lifeboat left the shelter of the breakwater than a huge wave burst over her drenching the men to the skin in spite of their waterproofs and cork jackets and almost sweeping some of them overboard at one moment they were tossed upwards as it seemed to the sky at another they dropped down into a valley of water with huge green walls on either side again and again the spray dashed over them in blinding showers but no one thought of turning back bravely the stout little tug battled with the waves and slowly but surely made headway against the storm dragging the lifeboat after her as they neared the probable position of the wreck the men eagerly strained their eyes to gain a sight of the object of their search but nothing met their gaze save the white waters foaming on the fatal sands suddenly through the flying spray loomed the hull of a large ship with the breakers dashing over the bows not a single figure was visible in the rigging and on that desolate wave-swept deck no mortal man could keep his footing for five seconds all must have perished such was the painful conclusion arrived at by the lifeboatmen as they approached the stranded vessel but it would never do for them to return and say that they thought all the crew had been swept away they must go and find out for certain the tow-rope was accordingly thrown off the sail was hoisted and the lifeboat darted among the breakers suddenly one of the lifeboatmen uttered a cry and on looking in the direction of his outstretched arm his companions saw four figures crouching under the lee of one of the deck-houses the anchor was immediately let go and the lifeboat was brought up under the stern of the wreck to the astonishment of the boatmen the sailors had as yet hardly noticed their presence they seemed to be deeply absorbed in making something but what it was could not be seen presently one of the men rose up and coming to the stern of the vessel threw a life-boy attached to a long line into the sea it was afterwards learnt that from the time their vessel struck 
these poor fellows had busied themselves in preparing this boy to throw to their rescuers when they should arrive borne by the wind and tide the life-boy reached the boat and was at once seized and hauled on board an endeavour was then made to pull the lifeboat nearer the wreck but the strength of the men was of no avail against that of the tempest great seas came thundering over the wreck and nearly swamped the boat several men were shaken from their places but fortunately none of them were washed overboard they redoubled their efforts after each repulse but with no better fortune seeing that the lifeboat could not come to him the captain of the doomed vessel determined to go to her choosing a favourable moment he abandoned the shelter of the deck-house threw off his coat seized hold of the line and jumped into the sea the waves tossed him hither and thither as they would a cork but he held on like grim death at one moment he hung suspended in mid-air at another he was engulfed by the raging waters the lifeboatman powerless to render any assistance watched the unequal contest with bated breath bravely the captain struggled on and gradually reduced the distance between himself and the hands stretched out ready to save him suddenly a tremendous wave broke over the wreck and when it passed the men saw that he had been swept from the rope with all the might of his strong arm the coxswain hurled a life-boy towards the drowning man fortunately it reached him and with feelings of inexpressible relief the men saw him slip his shoulders through the boy as he rose on the crest of a breaker all right he shouted as he waved his hand and vanished in the darkness suddenly a terrific crash reminded the lifeboatman that there were still two men and a boy on the wreck turning round they saw that the mainmast had given way and gone crashing overboard startled by the suddenness of the shock the survivors supposed that the end had come and with a blood-curdling scream of despair they rushed to the side of the vessel imploring aid the chief mate sprang into the water and endeavoured to swim to the lifeboat the men again laid hold of the rope and tugged with might and main to get nearer the wreck but the storm mocked their efforts then they tried to throw him a line but it fell short again and again they tried but in vain the mate battled bravely for life and as he was a powerful man all thought that he would succeed but he was weakened by exposure and want of food and his strength was rapidly failing the lifeboatmen exerted themselves to the utmost to reach him pulling at the rope till every vein in their bodies stood out like whipcord not an inch could they move the boat the man's agonizing cries for help nearly drove them mad but they could do no more 
his fate was only a matter of time and in a few moments he sank into his watery grave with one long shriek for help there was still a man and a boy on the wreck with heavy hearts and a dimness about the eyes that was not caused by the flying spray the lifeboatman once more vainly attempted to get nearer the wreck following the captain's example the man seized the rope and jumped into the water fortune favoured him and though he was tossed about in a frightful manner he succeeded in pulling himself right under the bows of the lifeboat then his strength failed and he would have been instantly swept away and drowned had not one of the lifeboatmen flung himself halfway over the bow of the boat and caught the perishing sailor by the collar stretched on the sloping foredeck of the boat he could not get sufficient purchase to drag the man on board and indeed he felt himself slowly slipping into the sea hold me hold me he cried and several of his companions at once seized him by the legs the weight of the man had drawn him over till his face almost touched the sea and each successive wave threatened to suffocate him to add to the horror of the situation a large quantity of wreckage was seen drifting right down upon the bow of the boat towards the spot where the men were struggling if it touched them it meant death for a moment it seemed endued with life and paused as if to consider its course then just at the last minute it spun round and was borne harmlessly past the crew now made a desperate attempt to haul the two men on board finding that the height of the bow prevented their success they dragged them along the side of the boat to the waist and pulled them in wet and exhausted the boy alone remained on the wreck which was now fast breaking up how to help him was a question not easily answered for with all their pulling they could not approach nearer the vessel suddenly the difficulty was solved for them in a most unexpected manner a tremendous sea struck the vessel and swept along the deck when the spray cleared away the boy was nowhere to be seen anxiously every eye watched the water and presently a black object was seen drifting towards the boat there's the boy shouted the men in chorus slowly very slowly as it seemed to them he drifted nearer and nearer at length he came within reach of a boat hook and was lifted gently on board unconscious but still alive after the usual restoratives had been applied he revived nothing more could be done at the wreck now so the sail was hoisted and the boat's head turned towards the harbour but their work of saving life was not yet done as they sped along before the blast a dark object was seen tossing up and down upon the waves 
they steered the boat towards it and to their astonishment found the captain with the life-boy round him still battling for life he was hauled on board in an utterly exhausted condition before reaching the shore he revived and told the men that his vessel was the providentia a finland ship and that he himself was a russian finn the men were landed at ramsgate in safety a few days later news came from bologna that the remainder of the crew who had left the wreck in a boat had been blown across the channel and landed on the french coast End of chapter 10